Chabad Gemara. We are up to Davchov Beis Amel Aleph Mishnah. Four, four lines from the top of the page. We're still talking about Kiddush HaChedish. And we were speaking about whether you can be Mechal Shabbos, which month you can, which months you shouldn't, with the Rabban at least. Mishnah. Ovo B'noi. At least where Rashi learned. Ovo B'noi. What about normally when you have Edus, it cannot be related to each other. What about when it comes to Kiddush HaChedish? What kind of Edus are we having here? Says the Mishnah, Ovo B'noi, a father and a son. That saw the new moon. They both should travel, but not because they're both going to be ages. Not that they can combine and be one set of ages. If something happens and one of them becomes disqualified, as we'll see later on, they might have said something which was wrong and therefore they were disqualified. So then we have the other person there, still remaining person who can be used. So then the second person who's there, the son, let's say, will be able to join someone else and be ages. So no, the relatives cannot be no different than any other ages. Shimon says no. Of Ubnoi, the Chol Hakraven and all other relatives, shading the ages of Chaydish. I believe in coming age of Chaydish is different because we'll see. Just like Moshe and Aaron were two brothers, and the Abish is telling them that Chaydish is a lochem, as if to say that you people can be their you brothers. Everyone, anybody can be ages for Kiddush Chaydish. Um, says the Gemara. Um, Rabbi Yisrael says no. I agree with Tanakama. But my there was a story with Tuvia, the doctor Shiroas, he once he um saw the, the new moon in Shalayim, who Ubnoi the Abde Meshukr, he, his son, and his liberated slave. And the Kiblu Hakoinim. Now we don't know who these Kainim were and why they were being Makabu, unless they had like two, two, you know, before if they went to Bezin, maybe there was a screening process and they were Kainim. I'm not sure, I'm just, just speculating. So these Kainim. You know, the screening process accepted they believe that never Meshukhar is no good because it has to be Yisro, Mizera, Misro. That's what they thought, like Moshe and Aaron. And, uh, but, but relatives are all right because you know, they took the Pasuk of Moshe Aaron literally, that Moshe and Aaron can be relatives. But what also we know about Moshe Aaron is that it disqualifies an Evan Meshukhar, an Evan Kanani who was liberated with now. Well, forget this, that cannot be, you know, the gate can't be an egg. That's what they thought. They were there then taken to the Bezden. They did not accept the son. They said, well, there's no good. But a gay, who said a gay can be? And Evan Meshukha, who said can be? So the story of Yesi is, is, is a consonant with the, with the Tanakama. So you have Rabbi Shimon who says that you could have relatives. Rabbi Yesi Tanakama says he can't. Says a lady, my time with Rabshim, what's this? What of Rabshim and the Chibit says, why would relatives suddenly be accepted by Yemish and Moshe? Well, Adam, better to time, Lame, Moshe said to Moshe, now and that's time. Ha Chaydish has a lochem, aides zu to hake shedabachem. That you could be the witnesses. When he said a Chaydish, he was referring to Moshe as being witnesses. They could be witnesses. But Abbana say, no, aides zu to him a pseudolochem. That you're the judges, and we need judges to be, you know, Supreme Court, you know, the, the Sanhedrin, just like you. You can be the judges. You cannot be the witnesses at all. But, um, that's a machlek. It's how do we understand It's given over to you as judges or as witnesses. Came along and said, the halacha is like Reb Shimon, which sounds like you could have relatives. We have, first of all, a general rule whenever Reb Yesi, Reb Shimon, Reb Yesi. Plus, we have another rule whenever you tell a story and we see that in, 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 in real life. This is what happened, and that's a proof that that's the halacha. So Reb Yesi, Reb Shimon, he says you can't have relatives. He brings you a story where relatives are not accepted, and yet you say the halacha Reb Shimon. 
It happened and occasionally Amri I said before Rav, well, Amlamid, he never protected. In other words, he agreed with me that Allah like Shimon. Sounds like the Halakh of Shinabat, the relatives are acceptable. Amalai said to him, There's something suspicious here. Tell me, what was your version of the Mishnah? Amalai, he told him the version of the Mishnah. He didn't say the opposite. He told the version of the Mishnah when when and when we heard the version. Of the, of the Mishnah, the Rabbi Huna heard the version of Mishnah, he realized that that in, in his version, in, in Rabbi Chana Barov's version, Rabbi Shimon was the one who said that you cannot use relatives, and the Tanakam, or Rabbi Yisrael, said you could use relatives. And Rabbi Shimon is the one who brought the, the story and everything else. So he reversed the names. So the outcome is really the same, like we think right now, that the halach is you cannot have relatives. That's exactly what happens to anything. Because why do you object? Because you, your outcome is exactly so. No, even now, maybe I misunderstood you. We're, we're having cross communications there. When you said the halach is like a shimon, I assumed in our version. And I asked you a question, but we, you're actually saying the halach of shimon in your version. And in your version of shimon, it's just saying like our version of Yaisi. So we're not even arguing, and the whole conversation was, was for naught. Came along Tavi, the son of Mari Tavi, and same and said, Halacha is like Rab Shimon, which is very odd because we just concluded the Halacha has to be like Rab Yaisi. So could either be, what he meant was in Rab Yaisi, in the Rab, in the, what do you call it, in the Rab Chana Barav's version of the Mishnah, which is really our version of Rab Yaisi. Or it's a mistake in the print of it. Some say it's supposed to say ain Allah of Shimon, or something it's a question mark. I think Allah of Shimon, how can it be? When Abyasi argues. So it's a bit confusing. But Allah is like Abyasi, relatives cannot attend and, um, and, and give testimony. Now we're going to have in, in Mars and Hedna Khafeim a number of, we know that it says that um, you're not allowed to a, a partner up with a Russia to be an aid, a plus a Russia aid. But then you have Rishayim the Rabban. And depends what kind of Aveda Drabana they're doing. But if they're doing Aveda Drabana, which involves money, which tells us that money plays an important part in their lives. And if as a result of that, they're prepared to make breaches, even though minor breaches, then we don't trust their agents as well. Because who knows? They might have been paid off, bribed. We don't trust them. So what are examples of those that are possible with Drabana? Eiluhein Hapsulu. The following apostle to be agents here as well, because um, we we don't we cannot trust agents. We don't know how honest they are. We don't know about their integrity. And what are they? So, for example, if you play with, you know, basically it's dice, cards, where they used to use small little uh, blocks of wood. But the, the, the problem is that if you play with cards, we'll have more than but if you play with cards, then it's an asmacht. Why are you playing with cards? Because you think you're going to win. So you, you don't think you're going to lose. If you think you're going to lose, then why, why bother playing? You think you're going to win. So, but when you lose, the other person takes the money. Because I never intended to lose, it's an asmachta, and 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 uh, and therefore you're not coining, and I, I'm not giving you the money voluntarily, even though I say I'm not giving voluntarily. So when you're taking the money, you're a ganef, but you're not a ganef from the Torah because I put the money. You didn't steal it from me. You put it on the table. We had a fair game, and I lost. But but it's, I'm reticent. I'm reluctant. I'm really asmachta. I was convinced that I was going to win, and therefore an asmachta like Kanya, that that that's not a Kenyan. And um, by me putting it there, it's not really a transaction. You have no right to take it, but it's only us in the Rabbanon. And as we have in the beginning of Masetta Sanhedrin, what's considered the very first mission there, what's considered a ganeth by Yigzel as Rashi says, more about Kama, that a ganeth is only if I go outright to you and I steal something. But if it came to my possession in a mutadika way, then I'm not a ganeth. And if I thought that it became my possession in a mutadika way, at least I'm not a ganeth, Mahatayra, only Midrabbanon. So, cards. 
there's another opinion there because um, it, it's nothing wrong with playing cards once or twice. It's if you do it as a, as a habit, then you're not uh, constructive, you're not being productive, you're not contributing to the world. Um, so, if you lend money with interest, even interest of Mahatayla, give a fixed interest and you pay it back to me. I'm not really a ganath. I shouldn't take the money, but you give it to me voluntarily. Give it to me voluntarily. I'm not stealing from you. But still, I'm doing something wrong because of money. Um, um, people who have races with um, with doves. You know, which dove, like you have these chicken races, and uh, which dove can get there first? Or others say, and it means that I would set my, my dove near your your chicken coop and and uh, your dove coop, and they would uh, sort of convince entice the other doves to leave and come with me. I'm not really a of my because the doves are really hefty; they're all flying all over the place anyway. The seichri shvi is if I'm dealing and selling produce from the year shmitim hatayda. It says laachla you should eat it and and um, and what do you call it? And again, but midrabanan you shouldn't do yishchayda. You shouldn't do business out of it. So these are all people who are disqualified because when it comes to money, suddenly they lose themselves. They don't have any principles. And so that ends that part of the mission. And then we had also another apostle is Abodim, slaves which have the same thing as women cannot be ages. This is the rule called any testimony that a woman because the Therefore, So therefore, Abodim also not good. There are certain ages in the women are good when it comes to a telling a woman that her husband is dead so that she can remarry. We're very lenient there and we can rely on that. Or by a site, she's accused of adultery. And if this woman says yes, and they actually com uh, committed adultery, then she doesn't drink the water anymore. Also, have a, if, if it's in a place where only women generally so, um, so, socialize in the women's section of a show or whatever, then women are believed in the ages and so on. Says the Gemara, her ishik shade, a lot sounds from the Mishnah, but where a woman is kosher, afhang shayla, avodim are also kosher. Aravashi is also made, we learn out. Yeah, and why? In other words, evidence also believed to say, tell a woman your husband died or comes to adultery. Amar Avashi, Zeisra, here learn out. Gazlan the divrein shading leidus isha. That a gazlan the divrein says evid is is kosher. So so too, since they're all the same mishnah, all bunched together. If one of these psulim, which are apostle midrabban, tell the woman that her husband is dead, we will trust it. If the apostle matayd al kashos you can't have them. But if it's only apostle midrabban, um, then you can accept their testimony. Mishnah, mi shera es hachodesh. Let's say you saw the new moon, but you can't walk here. You're an older person and you're not able to see or whatever. You're not capable of walking. So you're not capable of walking. They can bring him on top of a donkey. Now, the Isra the on top of a donkey is the Isra of Mechama, which is L'chayda and Isra in the Torah. One of the, it's not a Torah Malachas. It's one of the the Torah that you don't get penalized for. You have to work out how the median and since the before as well, that only Yisrael and Rabbanon would permit, you know, to be Mechal Shabbos, to bring the witnesses there in time for Shabbos, you know, on Shabbos. How would they learn Shabbat in the Mishnah here? What Yisrael is there? Because the Chayda say Yisrael not Torah. Let's give more weiter. And then the Mishnah continues, the bigger Chidish. I feel a bit, okay, before the big finish. I feel a bit, you can also um, take a bed. Now, whether the bed is on the shoulders of the people, which would make it then that they're doing an Isra, the Raisa, Mamash, or a bed placed on the animals, so it's only an Isra, the Chamer, is a Machlechis. And I feel a bit, even on a bed, the um, 
if you're worried that you might be ambushed, now Rashi tells us an interesting thing. Rashi says that the, 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 the Baisusim, and why the Baisusim will still soon, the Baisusim was so against this whole idea of Kiddush HaChaydir that sometimes they would ambush the witnesses to make sure they don't come to Bezna time so they would have the wrong month. Now Rashi explains later on, the Baisusim, necessarily the Baisusim, we'll have, we'll have more Benachas that Samachay, where they have an argument with Zakai as to when Shavuos falls out. Because they say, when the Torah says that the day after Shabbos, you should count, we say it's the day after the first day of the No, the second day Pesach, you start counting. They say it means literally Sunday, and Shavuos always falls out on Sunday. So if, for example, the Shavuos would come out on the Shabbos, they would make sure that the Shavuos comes out on Sunday. They would do everything they can within their, within their power to prevent the agent from coming to Bezin. So Bezin would have no choice but to clear the Shavuos Sunday so that will have a Shavuos falling out on a Sunday. So they would lie ambush, lie in ambush to these witnesses and try to stop them. So if, let's say, you're worried about them, you can take defense weapons, you can take sticks with you to beat them off. To beat them off. On Shabbos, you carry, or again, on the other ones, you're putting it on your donkey, you can take it with you. <clears throat> um... What happens that the, wherever they were is quite far from Yerushalayim? They'll take food to them as well. The, 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 you need the furthest distance that we allow you to, to, to travel is 24 hours, and you have to be able to arrive in Yerushalayim by day so there's time for Bezin to declare the Shredish. By the time you arrive in Yerushalayim, it'll be every nighttime, and there's no way that they can declare the Shredish. So, what's the point? Why even Mechal Shabbos? Anyway, they're not going to clear Shabbos or Shredish on Sunday, so you could have, you know, paused and come travel with Mechal Shabbos. The Yoytin le'ed is a Chodesh. The Mechal Shabbos, they go up to the Chodesh, and it says, Eilem Mayadeh Hashem, Mashatikro Eisam bin Mayadam. You should declare the Chodesh at the right time, even if it's Shabbos. Um, says the Mishnah further, in Einon Makirin Eisai, we go even further. Let's say the witnesses are going to approach us. We don't recognize them. We don't know who they are. Are they trustworthy or not? And remember, since this book came along, everything is very confusing. And we never know if they're telling the truth, that they're, you know, they're obfuscating or they're making up stories. Who knows? So we would like to have some kind of recommendation of Lotze or that somebody in Shlaim knows them and can come forward and say, yeah, I know who this person is. What happens in Maine and Makirinoise? If we don't know them, then from where they, they you know, when wherever they're traveling from, they tell the Rabbanu that no one is, we don't have any family shrine, no one knows us. Then we would send with him another group of Adim to testify who this person is, that he's an honorable person and he has integrity. And they can also be Michal Shabbos. So Yemen and Makir and Oisa, Mishal Khanima, they send with him Echod. Um, we'll see in the Gemara, Echod doesn't mean one person, Echod actually means one group. They send, a, you know, the, uh, they'll send a new set of witnesses. They will send one person, a uh, group of witnesses, to testify that they recognize this person. But he's showing in the beginning, in the beginning, they trusted everybody because every yid has a cheskas kashas. Again, it's not as looking because they wanted, you know, wanted Pesach. And once they tampered with Nisan, they tampered with all the months. And therefore, they should not be only from those that they recognize. Says the Gemara. So the Chiddush in this mission is that this group, this other group, whose job and role is strictly to be aiders to tell us um, that this age was coming about the new moon is a trustworthy person, they can also be Mechal Shabbos.
Because if they can't, then what's the point of the other person coming in for Shabbos? We don't, we won't accept the ages. Says in Mordechai, okay, says my Achar. They send another with him. Says Achar, not Achar. Chad. So right now the Gemara says one. He sent one person. Right now the Gemara thinks he sent only one person along with the aid to testify of the the veracity, integrity of his aid. Says the Gemara, the Chad me and one person is believed. How can you believe? But Tanya, we learned Ma'ise Shabohu the aid of He once came together with a peer of aid to testify by this person's integrity. Amarai, the Rabbah said, you know, my Achad. Acha doesn't mean another single person. It means zug acha, another group of eight. It means a group of eight to eight and come. And hachem nam stavai prutu ila teim hachem not so he made him a kid. So if they don't recognize him, if there's only one eight coming, what's the point? One eight is not going to establish reshchedish. My oisa ilem oisa that person bechadmi mehem. What's he coming on his own? Is he going to believe? Mishpak simbei. It says you have to have just knows like any other entity. You need two witnesses. Ela my oisa oisa zug that pair. Hachem nam my acha zug acha. Says the Gemara, so you're telling me that one person is not believed to testify by the integrity of these agents. You need two agents. You tell me one person is not believed. There was an incident. He went to, to the aid. He went to the aid to testify about this person in Shabbos in Usha. That's where the Sanhedrin were in Usha at the time. And he went to testify there. Um, that this aid is trustworthy, and he was alone. So the Gemara two answers: either Amri they say Rab Nahoroi, according Nahoroi Sahada Acherina Habavad, it was alone. Somebody else is there, but in the presence of Nahoroi, the person so didn't count. So therefore, we didn't um, mention the fact that there's another person there. We're talking about wow, Nahoroi himself. You know, his Michael is covered, and he went to testify about the integrity of that person. So. Um, so then, but really, there were two people there as well, so there's no proof one way or another. Um, and the other thing is, <clears throat> Rashi says the big deal about Maroyi is that such a great person was Noyig Heter Bedover. He was Noyig a Heter in the thing here, and, uh, and therefore we want to mention his name. Now, what do you mean by Heter Bedover? So either we're talking about that he actually was in the Mechal Shabbos to go there. Or Hetadover is he could have sat and learned Torah, and instead he gave up learning to go to the Bezin to stand there and 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 I guess ascertain that this uh, aid is a valid aid. Ravashi says Rabnoroi sad achrina habe buusha. No, the other way around. Rabnoroi went and he went. There was another witness there that already knew the aid. Rabnoroi went on his own, but he joined up with another witness who was already there. Together they testified. But also, he went and joined him. If so, what's the Kiddush? So what's the Kiddush if there's another aid there and Amnoroi went to join him? So, you know, what's the, so what's the point? What's the big deal over here? <clears throat> what do you tell me that he went? And Lechayde, he went, Pasha Lechayde, he went on Shabbos. That's the whole point that we're trying to bring out here, that you go on Shabbos. So what are we teaching us? So the Gemara, I'll tell you what he's teaching us. He's teaching us, Ma'u, they would have thought, What happens? He knows there's another person in town who knows his age, but you know for a fact, I'm not for a fact that that person is in town, that Shabbos, or that person is home, maybe he's away, won't find him. And yet, Ramnaroi left his town with Mechal Shabbos to come in. Let's say when Chuk Shabbos or was he with Mechal Shabbos, even based on a suffix. Miss Awad from Israel, Mechal Shabbos, Kamashalam, that he based on suffix, he would go. He also, Ulu, when Ulu came along, Amadi said, 
when Ula came along, he said, I want you to know, that you should know that they Mikadish. In Israel, Mikadish means whenever it's a 29 day month. So they were Mikadish in Eretz, um, in Eretz in the Rosh Chaydish. Says the Gemara. Of course, if Ulla tells us that they declared the Shredish on a certain day, we'll believe him. Even if anybody comes along and reports to us that um, that it's a Shredish, we would believe. Because if today, tomorrow, in a few days now, we'll find out the truth, nobody has the guts to lie. So therefore, we have a rule. It's is not really giving us aid. He's just telling us a fact that's already out there, and we'll find out about it soon, and he's just telling us earlier. So it's not really a din of Adis, and that is why anybody's believed. So in the previous Gemara we learned yesterday about the person, you know, he came over and told them that Jim Kippur, when uh, Levi came and told them that Jim Kippur and everything else, and he didn't want to say it because of the Kiddush, the problem there was, he didn't know for a fact that it was Mekudosh, but otherwise, anybody would have been believed, even uh, not, not just Levi, anybody would have believed. Something about it further, um, we learned. A person came from the end of the world. In other words, a person you have no idea who he is. He tells you, When it comes to send aiders to the Bezna Moon, we need to verify, you know, that they're in that their integrity, integrity. But once Bezna establishes it, so it's public knowledge, then anybody can come forward and say that it was a that, it, that it's a Shredish because it's a Milsa the Avidagulia. It doesn't. It's not really a din in aiders at all, according to most Mufash. Second, further, but first they trust everybody. What happened? Tell them what we learned. What happened here? The Baisusi actually ruined the whole thing. And Moses tells an interesting story. What's happened? What's happened? The Baisusi wanted to trick the, the Rabbonim in what day the is. Because was the 30th day of other fell out on Shabbos, and other there's always 29 days, but they wanted to make sure the Shredish falls out on Sunday so that they can have Shavuos on a Sunday. So what they did was Sachr Shnei Bnei Adam, they hired two people, um, they hired two people for $400, <coughs> and uh, they hired two people for $400, and um, So what, what happened here was um, the, the 30th day of other was a, was a Shabbos, and therefore that should be the Shreshness. And so that therefore two weeks later, um, sorry, so Pesach will be on a Shabbos. So according to everybody, Sunday will be Shabbos. Perfect. According to them, because Machel Shabbos is going to us, because the second day Pesach. The problem was that nobody saw the moon that day. So that day, a year, other would have been 30 days. So they hired these two people to come to Bez and tell them, no, 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 we saw the moon on Friday night so that they should declare the Shredish on Shabbos. That was their, their, that was their strategy. So what happened was, they hired two people, but they paid $400 between the two of them, 200 each. Echad Mishalonu, the Echad Mishalonu, one person they hired, they knew who he was, one of theirs. Another one feigned as if he was one of theirs, but really he's one of us. Um, they didn't, they went away. He's like a spy. Hey, that Mishalonu, they briefed the other person very, very well. They prepped him well. And he came in, he told the aiders, told the so, and then he left. Shalanu, and our, our person, our spy, Amrulanu, Amrulay Emma, so we told him, tell us exactly what you saw. 
I went up to Maila Dumim, but Isiv and I saw the moon, she rubbers Ben Shnei And I saw the moon lying there between two boulders. And the the head was similar to a calf. the ears of the moon, like a goat. the horns were similar to a deer. And was and its tail was between its hind legs. He touched the boy, and I gave a look at it. Vinitati, and I got and I got frightened. Vinafalti lachay, and I fell backwards. We may not. I mean, what a strange story. And then we may not. If you don't believe a word I just said, Hadei Mosayim Zul truly besidni. I want you to know that I have two hundred dollars wrapped up here in my handkerchief, which I was offered to tell you that there was a new moon. So he was scoffing at the Baisusim. Omrulay. So they said to him. Shamaiti, I heard should be by Susim Lahat is sorry, um who put you up to this? Amalahem, he said to them, Shamati, I heard. No, the Chacham didn't know who he was either. I heard should be by Susim Lahat is I heard that the Susim wanted to trick you and, and declare the Khadish today. Amati, I said, Eilichani, I will go by Dialhem. And I will make believe, I will feign as if I'm one of theirs. Because I was scared. <coughs> I was scared, and um, uh, um, what do you call? It? I was scared that they're going to find people who are in the prophet. They'll outsmart you and they'll trick you. As a result of that, even though they gave you the money in condition that you give a testimony the way they wanted, and you really didn't. You reveal their scheme. We give it to the Matana because Hefke Bez and Hefke, we can give it to you. And those people that actually hire you is Yimta Chalamar will stretch them out on the pillar or give them the patch, we'll give them the Malkus. And then they say, we'll only take your testimony from people we are. Surprised that Chacham didn't thank him, praise him. He saved Kal Yisrael from a false day. <clears throat> They're at home places. He could have been caught, who knows what they would have done to him. We said before there would be people being ambushed. You need sticks to defend yourself. And you don't find, oh, they, they gave him $200, but they didn't, you know, say that his person you know, something really nice. Because he basically did a, a tremendous thing. So what we have so far in the last few days is we had a few days ago all about protests, the first protest ever happened. And here we learn about spies again, how you plant one of your own in the enemy camp, and then you come back and report. Mishnah. But he's showing us all the way in the beginning. How did they? Did, how did they? Um, you know, promulgate the news that that the new month. How did they spread the news everywhere? So in the beginning, even before they sent out uh, messengers, they would have the following: Masian mostly lived in bubble. Masuas. What they did was they would light these torches, and they would light these torches. Mosulsi atop the mountain. When the kusim started to ruin everything. They went out of their way to ruin our Shredish. So what happened was his kinu. Now Taste, before I get right to Taste asked a brilliant question, which it's a little bit hard to understand Taste's answer. Taste asked a question that what would what would the, the Baisusim have gained by making believe that Pesach is on Shabbos when really Pesach was on a Sunday and if a Shuas would have been on a Monday? So what did they gain? They wanted Pesach on Shabbos, so the Shuas will come out on Sunday. But at the end, but Pesach, which is the Yom they believe in, will be on the wrong day. So why is Shavu is more important than Pesach? Pesach should really be on a Sunday because that's a new month, you know, and they, they just may believe it was on Shabbos. 
So Pesach will be on the wrong day. That didn't bother them. But Shavuos on, on a, another day other than a Sunday, terrible. What's the difference? Why is one yantiv more important than the other yantiv? In fact, you can argue that Pesach, you have two days yantiv, beginning and end, you get both wrong. So Pesach says, because when you, if Bezna would have declared Rosh on Shabbos, then we have a rule, even if they made a mistake, even if they did it on purpose, it's it, it, it's the right time. So therefore, Pesach would be the right time. It's in the Pesach, Atem, we'll see later, that's what his answers. And, and, and it bothered me with Tesis. If these are by Susim who don't believe in the rushes of Chazal, and therefore when the Chazal say Shabbos means Shabbos, they refer to the first day Yom Tov, it means the second day Pesach. How can they believe that if you if you make Rosh on the wrong day, it's valid? That's a drosha Chazal. Atem, Afilu Shagin, Atem, Afilu Mazidin, all that is a drosha of the Chazal. If they don't believe in the rushes of Chazal, they don't believe that either. So according to them, they have Pesach on the wrong day. And why didn't that bother them? And they'll have two days after the wrong day. They'll have Achish pace on the wrong day, Shushal pace on the wrong day, and they'll have further pace on the wrong day. And just because of the drusha of the Chazal that says it's all right, they don't believe in the drushas. But I assure you, they don't believe in the drusha either. So why is one drusha different than another drusha? Don't know. Anyway, food for thought. Back to our Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, Ketzad. So what did they do? This is how, this was the, this was the procedure. They used to light uh, torches. What they did was maybe they would bring social they would bring sticks of cedar wood, roof, which are very long. So they would hold it up high, raise it high so everybody could see the canim and reeds, but shemen, and the wood that was full of oil inside them, then fishton and then flax, which burns very quickly. They would tie it all, wrap it all up with a string, but they would go on top of the mountain. They would light the fire. They would wave it back and forth and then up and down. Then the next mountain, who people are waiting to see if there's no moon, they saw the, eventually saw the torch, they would then light it. And every mountain they're on, people would get on top and they would light it. And this traveled all the way to Bubble. Which mountain they started? Harmishkaharazayim was the first mountain they went up to, and from there they went to a mountain called Tavasartavo. I'm not sure which mountain that is. Umesartavo legrufina. Next mountain called Grufina. Grufina lechavron. Lechavron. The base Baltin. Now we're already up to Bubble. With base Baltin lezozon mishum. Remember, there's no moon, so it's pretty dark down, and there's a torch somewhere from a distance they can see it. Um. And they didn't move from there. They would just wave it. They wouldn't travel from mountain each, you know, next mountain, the next mountain. Until everybody saw like this big torture. They knew it was Chaydish. Says the Gemara, what these by Susan did was they, on, on the 30th day when they, when the Bezin decided not to make Chaydish, nobody saw the moon, they would go on the mountain and they would wave the torches. So they would wave it around to confuse everybody. Mind that seems from here, there wasn't only a month of Nisan, they did it all the months of the year. They wanted to be in total control and discredit the Chachami. My mashma, first of all, again, we digress. You use the word Masian to light torches. My mashma, where do you see the word Masian? There's Lishna to Yikuru, that means lighting a torch. It says, We translate, what did David do? That we thought, that David actually. Lit a fire. So we see from here <clears throat> that what you're saying means lighting a fire. Term I learned. They made a rule. They made a rule. So which there's two months, right? 
There's one month that is, um, and the more we go through this process, why they came up with this rule. One month is a, is a, is a chaser, a 29-day month, and one month is a 30-day month. So they made a rule that only a 29-day month they are going to light the torch, the night of the 30th. So when they people saw the, light, the night of the 30th, the torch, they knew that, oh, earlier today was a chaydish. Now the obvious question is, why didn't they light torches whichever day was chaydish was? And if it was, a, a, you know, the 30-day was a chaydish, it would light, you know, the, the night going to the 31st. And if the 31st day was a chaydish, it would light the night going into, 30, in, you know, into the next day. Why only the th- if it's a, t- a chasser? So Gemara could go, go through all that. Says the Gemara, the aim was Talmud. The aim was El Al Chaydish Nibizmani. Only you saw it on time. Lekachay. Only if they saw it on time. Lekachay. No, it was a twenty-nine day month. The aim was I must see in Laoyibure. And when did they light it? The night going the thirty. If if um, going into the if Rosh Chaydish is the thirty-first day, it's called the Yibure, the extra day. So they would light the night going into the next day, the night going into the 31st. So only if the 30th day was declared as Chaydish, the following night, they would light. Remember what he's saying, so what he's clearly saying is the following, that on the 29th month, they would light, but I'm only left in on the Thursday month, they would not light. Now I'm going to go through it. My timer, why did they go, why did they do that way? I don't say the Gzeda, I'll say very simply why. He says, eh, because we are worried. What are we worried about? So we are worried. Um, what happens if Friday was Rosh Chaydish? On a 29-day month, Friday is Rosh Chaydish. So when would they light the, the torch? The only time to light torch is Mitzvah Shabbos. But if you're going to tell me that on a 30-day month you light Mitzvah that day, and on a 30 and the 31st day month you light Mitzvah that day, so when people see a torch of Mitzvah Shabbos, they have no clue. So are you telling us that Friday was Rosh Chaydish? That's the first opportunity you have to light a torch? Or are you telling us that today Shabbos was Rosh Chaydish and tonight you're lighting the torch? We're confused. So we had to make a system that, um, that one Rosh Chaydish will be declared, will be tortured, the other one will just let it go. So we, therefore we decided that the Chaser will light the torch. So Matzai Shabbos, when you see the torch, you'll then know, ah, so Friday was Rosh Chaydish. And if there's no torch Matzai Shabbos, then you know for sure Shabbos was Rosh Chaydish. It was a 30-day month. <coughs> if a 29 month happened to be an item of Shabbos, Amos Avdi, when they light it, Bafuki Shabbat, Matzai Shabbos, Liambi Navi, Namea Moli, who tell me that to regard us of when the Shadish will always like the night following? But like a torch, also admit you'll be confused. Amni, they will say, maybe high chasr, maybe Friday was a Shadish, but high delay of it, so why didn't do it? Why didn't light earlier? Can't like Friday night. I do memolio. Maybe the Shabbos was a Shadish. Umbizmani, Ovdin, they did the right time. Says the Gemara, why don't you do the following system? Generally throughout the year, like whichever day the Shadish is the following night. And what happens when a Chasr is on a Friday? And if Shadish falls out on Ed of Shabbos, don't light at all. The Kivan the Le'avdinan the Motsoy Shabbos. And now Motsoy Shabbos, they see that there is no light. And generally, the Avdinan Amole, then every Mole you would light. So, if Rosh was on Shabbos the 31st day, why didn't you like Motsoy Shabbos? So then we'll know this Shabbos, it must have been that Rosh is on a Friday. So, why do you light every single time? But you can't. And when it comes to Friday and Shabbos, this is the, this is the, the we change our modus operandi. If Rosh is on a Friday, we will light Matzoy Shabbos. So we'll know that month is a chaser. And if Rosh is on a Shabbos, we don't light. So then we'll, ah, must be a mole. May the other, the chaser, I say, 
So sorry. If Rishchid is on a Friday, you don't like Mitzvah Shabbos, and Rishchid is on Shabbos, you'll like Mitzvah Shabbos. And if you don't like them, well, no, obviously that's just, it's Friday. And if you do like, well, no, well, it's no different than any other Mali. Every Mali you like afterwards, so Shabbos is the Rishchidish. Says the Gemara, no, we don't have to do that. I feel like also the people will get confused. The Amni will say, hi, Mali. Even they didn't like Mitzvah Shabbos, you know what they might, they might have a creeping suspicion that Rishchid is really Shabbos, not Friday. I, how come they didn't light? Some accident happened behind the light of the East Lucy, this Lucy. Something happened and they couldn't light. We don't know. Something happened. Because you don't have a system so clear cut, the, and there's other possibilities, that in itself is confusing. Therefore, our system, where Rishchidish is, um, is a chaser, will always light. And Rishchidish is a mole, we don't light, then mm. it's much simpler. Mm. And uh, even though, if let's say Rishchidish, okay, one second. Um, so, so why don't we do it all the way around? Okay, you decided on a 29-day month will always light. Make a third-day month will always light. And 29-day month, month, you don't. So why don't we just light only on Mollies? If it's a, if the if Rishchidosh is the 31st day, that's what we're going to light. But if it's the third day, we won't light. Why did you do it all the way around? I'm going to buy a table. Because what happens is, so the only time, every time there's two days of Shkhedish, well, Rashi actually says two days of Shoshana, and there's two days of Shoshana, the first day, they don't know, because he didn't light a torch, they don't know was today Rosh Hashanah or not, so they kept it as Zerosh Hashanah, and then you're telling me that we'll never light if it's out of Rosh so we don't know, why didn't you light? Didn't you not light tonight? Because today was Rosh today was Rosh Hashanah? Or you didn't like because you didn't see the moon yet till tomorrow. So we're going to observe always two days of Shoshana. We'll have to take a work to two days. And that the Chazal didn't want to do if you don't have to. So therefore, it's a better system if, if you like if it's a shorter month. So if Rosh Hashanah was the correct day, we'll see the torch tonight. And if, it, if we don't see the torch tonight, obviously the Shkhedi is just tomorrow. Teisa says here, very interesting, that um, the taste says that why you don't have to say Rosh Hashanah, it's every Rosh Hashanah. He says it because Rosh Hashanah is a very interesting taste. Maybe we should learn part of it inside and we'll finish with that. Tases, the second taste of the page, so uh, Rashi talks about Rosh Hashanah, and Tases says, no, no, no. Um, about five lines into Tases. Six lines. The first word line is L'chinam. L'chinam dochek lefadish Rosh Hashanah. There's no reason to say we're talking about only Rosh Hashanah, which is Rosh Hashanah. They couldn't work, and they lose an extra day of work if you don't tell them when Rosh Hashanah is till after the second day. The Akol Rosh Hashanah, it could be any Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh people didn't really work. How do I know that? We say, pedagogy, we will learn in Megillah, it says there that during the week, Monday and Thursday, we read three Elias, but Rosh Chaydish, we have four. And why do we have four? Because it didn't really work, so we're not taking off time from work. Like Rosh Arba, we have four Elias. So it says clearly that Rosh Chaydish, they worked less or didn't work at all. <clears throat> and we'll talk more about it when we get to Megillah. Or a gilin loimer. Now this is very interesting. It says tesis. It's regilin loimer. Interesting expression. We're used to saying shahoisim hamakom yomtiv lenoshim berish chaydish. The avish the tushlanar brings it down. The avish gave a yomtiv to women on chaydish that they don't work. Women don't work. Men could work if they didn't. They didn't. But women don't work for them. Berish chaydish is a yomtiv. Why? Bishar as a reward. Shalai nisratzu al ma'ise ego. That they did not join in the Maisa Egel, Kisha Amalem Aaron. Aaron said, 
Pirku nizme hazov Hashem ba'az Hashem. He told the men, take off the earrings, the jewelry from your wives. The isparku kol am Hashem ba'az name. They only took off and removed their own jewelry. Didn't take the wife. I was ashamed to have you. The women did not participate. The women did not want to be part of what happened with the Egel Hazov. So as a reward to that, the women um, uh, received a, a special bracha that they don't work on Rosh Chedesh at all. And, and therefore, we didn't want to have two days. Therefore, we didn't want to have a system where they don't know Rosh Chedesh until the second day because they'll take off two days of work and you can't have two days of work. Okay, we'll stop over here and continue tomorrow, Mr. Shepard. No, I have something I missed. Uh, is, is a father and son allowed to be aiding? We had two opinions. Or... No, the Torah says, Hachayzal Lachem, and he talked to Moshe and Aaron. So one opinion says that Moshe and Aaron were two witnesses. He was saying both can be witnesses because it's different than ordinary witnesses, and therefore they're allowed. And the other opinion says, no, no, Moshe and Aaron are the judges. But witnesses are like any other court case, only men and only two uh, who are unrelated to each other. And that's the halacha. Your two brothers can't be. Cannot be. Okay, thank you. Have a good day, everybody.